What is up, country bumpkins? What? I don't know. <laughs> uh, welcome to the Pinfall Podcast. I'm your host, Liz. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Marcus. Um, welcome to the one and only episode of the show that we're doing until... Until a week from today. Until a week from today. Oh, wait. Are you going to be here next week? Yeah, I'll be back. Okay. I took the day off, so... Okay. Um, so, before we get into anything, let's just say we won't be doing an Impact recap tomorrow. Um, don't even know if we'll be watching Impact tomorrow. Um, we'll be doing. We won't be doing our weekend recap because uh, we we are going to be going on. We're, we're going on vacation from tomorrow until Tuesday um, and we we also won't be doing a um, a, a, a 2k22 stream so we will literally not be not be uh, around in this digital space until a week from today um, yeah that's that's pretty much it Don't yeah. know if, if we'll be watching all the wrestling happening. Hopefully we will. Um, yeah, I hope so. Luckily, I don't think there's much happening this weekend. Um, there really isn't. There's too much. Yeah. Yeah. No, no big uh, AEW, WWE, Impact, pay-per-views. So... I don't think there's much New Japan stuff happening. When's Taku? I think that's in May. Okay. So we got time before that. Um, yeah. That's pretty much that announcement. You want to you wanna talk about today's Dynamite? Because, oh boy, did a lot, a lot happen today. Excuse me while I just blow my face out real quick. Um, yeah, let's let's get down and dirty. Let's discuss. Let's give a little nutshell of what happened today. First off, biggest news that happened. Ray Phoenix has returned. Last we saw him, uh, it was a was it a tag team match? Oh, it was the the titles match for the tag titles when um, Lucha Bros lost their titles. Uh, Ray Phoenix fell on a ladder. And um, dislocated his elbow, making it go all the way backwards. And uh, we haven't seen him since. He's been recovering, and he returned today in all white gear, pretending to be Alex Abrahantes. Um, and Death Triangle's all back together. Yeah, I'm happy about that. I was I was super psyched. Yeah. Um, let's see. Also, what happened, we had Dax Harwood versus Cash Wheeler for the Owen Cup qualifier, and that was an insane match. And as heartbreaking as we knew it would be. Um, but it had a lovely ending and was excellent through and through. Um, we had announced that at... Double or nothing, CM Punk would face Hangman Adam Page. Now, hang, Hangman Hanger is out because of COVID. Yes. So how do you think this whole feud's going to go leading up to Double or Nothing? No face-to-faces, really. At least, maybe not next week. I don't know when Double or Nothing is. May 15th. 16th? Okay, so... I think that's when? That feels right. So they might have a couple weeks to do some face-to-face, but I feel like they won't be able to build something really big unless Punk is carrying a lot of the weight. What they should do is get a Dark Order involved. Have Evil Uno be Hanger's liaison. Yeah, that'd be cool. But if only Dark Order, or if only Hangman was a good friend. 
Um, okay, moving on. What else did we get? We got um, Blackpool Combat Club versus The Factory. We got Lance Archer versus Wardlow. Oh. Excuse me. We had Serena D versus Karshida in a Philly street fight. Um, MJF teased W. Morrissey, formerly known as Big Cass, coming over to AEW to face Wardlow. That'll be fucking sick if, if that happens. Um, we got announced that Swerve will face Darby for the Own Cup qualifier. On Rampage, as well as Deanna Perrazzo next week, coming for uh, Mercedes Martinez for the Undisputed Ring of Honor Women's title. Um, Undisputed Elite versus a bunch of jobbers. And <laughs> I, I want to save the fireball for when we're actually talking about the episode. Um... And then lastly, we got Sammy Guevara versus Scorpio Sky for the TNT title. And Scorpio Sky won it big. Won back the uh, TNT championship. Yeah, that's awesome. So you want to talk about some news? Yeah, let's talk about some news real quick before my phone dies. Um, God, there's so much shit on this bed. That's not even the right sign. Oh my god. Alright, let's make this nice and easy. Um, let's start with some uh, NXT news. Um, our first piece of news will be that apparently Zion Quinn was not medically cleared for last night's NXT 2.0. Now, we didn't uh, watch NXT last night. Yeah. So, what was the match supposed to be? Zion versus, um, uh, Italian fella. Tony D'Angelo? Really? Him. Yeah. I thought Tony D's feuding with, uh, Santos. Um, yep, it says Tony D'Angelo. That's weird. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, and Amari Miller uh, was supposed to make her in-ring return. Obviously, we don't know if she did, but she was supposed to. Mm -hmm. um, after being concussed. Um, other news is that LA Knight was officially called up to the main roster. Good for him. Yeah, I guess. He's making money. Um... Unfortunately, it doesn't seem like it's in a wrestling role, rather a managerial role. Yeah. Now, his 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 pros, his upsides have always been his uh, work on the mic. So this isn't like an Adam Cole situation where we'd be losing out on a lot. Not to say he's not great in the ring, because he definitely is, but his, his talent is mostly in promo. Yeah, I mean, it's true. He's, yeah. And if it's a way to give a push to people like Mace and Mansoor, good. Because those are people that definitely deserve to be pushed. That's true. That is true. Um, also, um, I guess they announced an NXT breakout tournament for women. Um, the first participant is going to be Ariana Grace. Um, she was announced on the, t uh, on the show and then WWE later announced that Kiana James and Sloan Jacobs are, um, also two more participants. All these new re recruits, Sloan Jacobs, formerly known as Notorious Mimi on the Indies. Um, I don't know any of the other women. Um, but, uh, isn't Roxanne Perez part of it? She wasn't announced yet. Okay, I have a feeling she will be, and if so, she is fucking winning that thing. Oh, she's gotta. I mean, she's already mixing it up with uh, Toxic Attraction, so. That's true. Um, other news. 
Um, apparently, WWE is going to run more stadium shows going forward. Um, their premium live events are going to um, be less in like arenas, I guess, and more in like sporting events, stadiums, and cool. such. Big, big, massive venues allow for a lot more pyro for Cody. There you go. Um, Also, WWE and DAZN um, announced that they are partnering to promote the upcoming Katie Taylor versus Amanda Serrano boxing fight. Hmm. Yeah. Apparently, WWE will have a presence throughout fight week with two top WWE names set to renew their rivalry, sort of. Um, because there will be Team Katie Taylor led by Becky Lynch and Team Amanda Serrano, who's going to be led by Bianca Belair. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're going to attend the weigh-in on Friday. Yeah. Um, um, I, I've got something that's WWE-related. Kind of news, but more so just something for us to talk about. I wasn't done with this piece of news. I'm just, I was just saying. Okay. Um, also, DAZN announced that Seamus and Finn Balor are going to be on... Team Taylor and Sasha Banks and Shayna Baszler apparently will also uh, be there as well. Damian Priest, Queen Zelina, Charlotte Flair, and Alexa Bliss will be joining Belair on Team Serrano. Whatever the fuck that means. Kind of weird for Damian to be there because I feel like that's like Undertaker doing something like this. <laughs> yeah. Given his current gimmick. Yeah, I don't know. Um. Also, Bobby Lashley is going to feature in the new movie Green Ghost and Masters of the Stone. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He's going to star in it, apparently. Um, the film features a car salesman named Charlie who moonlights as a masked luchador named Green Ghost, who later discovers that he has superpowers. Um, the film is set to release in theaters on April 29th. Cool. Yes. Um, sorry, I'm going through this quickly because I have a lot of news. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Bad Bunny is going to star as a super-powered wrestler in a new Sony Marvel movie. Yeah, um, yeah, I saw that. It doesn't look... It looks like another Morbius situation. Yeah, so this is going to be called El Muerto. Um, it's set for a 2024 release, so don't expect to see it anytime soon. Um, and Bad Bunny is going to be El Muerto. Love Bad um, Bunny. Wait, I, guess, I guess it used to be a Spider-Man bad guy. He's he's like one of the most obscure Spider-Man villains in in existence. Um, it's probably worse than a Morbius situation because it's like you're having this uh, character that nobody cares about be your lead character. If he was appearing in in a, like a Spider-Man movie as El Muerto, great, cool, awesome. Um, but I feel like having a whole movie around El Morito will be a a challenge. I don't know enough to judge that. Also don't know Bad Bunny's uh scope of acting. He might I mean listen, he took to wrestling pretty quickly. True. Um also apparently Jinder Mahal was killed off the TV series Big Sky, which I didn't even know he was on. I didn't even know that was a show. I didn't either. But apparently he was killed off of it. Cool. Um, and then in some other WWE news, um, sort of, the Inspiration announced that they are no longer wrestling anymore. Yeah. Ever again. Yeah, it looks like, uh, like they released a, a press statement um, but Cassie Lee took to Twitter to say that she's um, pursuing other avenues, and it looks like she's pursuing acting based on her pinned tweet. She said she hopes to star in a rom-com one day. Um, so they'll both be talented, whether no matter what avenue they go into. Acting would obviously be a really good spot for them, since they're both incredibly funny and charismatic. Um, don't know where Jesse plans on going. But uh, I'm sure they'll they'll shine wherever they go. Yeah, I, I'm sure that they've got plenty of avenues to go up. It's just it's very weird that, and very sudden that this was what they decided to do. Yeah, 
Yeah. I kind of get it, though. I mean, what else were they going to do? Hang around Impact and keep going for that tag title? Over and over. I don't know. Um, also, in former WWE wrestler news, um, Alberto Del Rio was pulled from AAA Triple Mania. Um, Good. Yeah, that's just... Um, he was scheduled to return, but um, he was pulled for I mean, obvious reasons, but no like specific reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and he will be replaced by a wrestler from the American independent scene for the event, but it has not been confirmed as to whom. Now, if you've got some WWE news, why don't you give it now? Because I've only got AEW left. Okay. Um, so, again, it's not, not quite news, but... As uh, many of us may already know, Becky Lynch took to an interview to talk about the state of women in AEW. She didn't state AEW specifically, but it was heavily implied, saying that um, they don't shine as well over there as they do in WWE. That's in short, um, not verbatim. Um, And immediately after that statement, NXT, yesterday, they had their show... And they made a uh, BT Sport pointed this out, where they had 24 women featured, three women's matches, and one um, mixed tag match. And um, um, uh, the they announced the women's breakout tournament. Now, obviously, there's the whole AEW WWE comparison there, and then Dave Meltzer chimed in with. Uh, responding to somebody saying that Impact had the best women's roster, saying that Stardom is the best women's wrestling. Um, but I, th- this is definitely something to talk about, especially since today with AEW, you had one women's match. You had like one women's promo. So Yeah, yeah. I mean that, and that's been a standing issue. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like I I don't think it'll change anytime soon, just because I think Tony Khan when when Tony Khan had like his dream show booked, his pay per view level show, there was a single women's match that was like three minutes long. Now, of course, on the flip side already mentioned we have impact which to a lot of us has the best women's roster in all of wrestling in shows that have separate rosters um nothing's gonna beat stardom's roster Um, yeah no there's no way but um tony khan's got to get somebody like scott demore or gail kim to work for him and and help flesh out that that women's division add some more of it to tv yeah well you'd hope at least fingers crossed (laughs) um all right so some AEW news first things first let's just talk about the casual piece of news but apparently a new jersey driver ran his car into an AEW production truck because he was texting and driving. Um, driver's fine. Yeah. Which is why I am talking about this so casually. Don't text and drive. Yeah, don't. It's just stupid. Um, also, it looks like Will Ospreay is teasing Kenny Omega for a match um, for Forbidden Door. Maybe, n- uh, if not Forbidden Door, just any point down the road. Yeah, um, it it just seems like it's Forbidden Door because obviously it's so close. But and he mentions that, June in the tweets. Yeah, he said you'll be ready by June or something like that. Um. Now, if Kenny is fully recovered and is not suffering from vertigo or anything, which he's been wrestling classics with for for like four or five years now, this this will be like match of the decade, Kenny yeah. versus Will Osprey. Yeah. And um, 
I, I, I don't know. I hope it happens. Um, Jesus. Um, I, I do hope that it happens with um, Forbidden Door because I, I, I have been missing Kenny quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Although, I kind of don't want it to happen at Forbidden Door, to be honest. Do you not now? I don't want it to outshine any of the matches that might already be planned for it because that's like a main event level match. And if that's not in the main event, then it's gonna it's gonna deflate everything that comes after it. That's true. Um, now, if Osprey wins the uh, IWGP US title from Tanahashi, and then Kenny challenges him for it months down the road, then you got like a uh, uh, Sakura Genesis main event right there. You know, we'll see. Um, either way, it's going to be cool. Um, yeah. Especially if it's like Kenny coming back, I think. Yeah. <clears throat> um, also, Taz uh, received stem cell uh, therapy for the first time. Good for him. Yeah. Um, and then the last piece of news that I have for AEW is that... Um, TBS and Warner Media, um, or sorry, rather, Warner Media and Discovery merged. Um, and then TBS and TNT announced that they are cutting scripted programming. Um, which there has been rumors that it looks like, obviously, this doesn't touch what's actually already being produced. Um, mm -hmm. It's just in the future. Um, and it, there, there were rumors that apparently... Um, this particular merger might not want to see AW continue on these channels. Um, but Matt Hardy and Tony Schiavone um, stated that they believe that AW are on good terms, that there should be no worries. Hopefully. Um, but that is my last piece of news. Finally. Yeah. Um, and I, I think a good way to keep it around um with with Warner and Discovery is open up the streaming market. AEW's gotta start putting their shit on streaming. I'm I've been talking to my friends who want to get into wrestling, but they can't catch up on any of this shit because you can you can't watch it on demand anywhere. I mean you can watch it on Hulu, but you can't like you gotta wait like a week before it's up. They they gotta start putting it on like HBO Max the next day or like i don't know if i can air it live on hbo hbo max they should air it live i feel like that makes sense right yeah i guess i mean it airs live on tbs why not air it live on hbo max too yeah i, I guess that's a good point um I I I do I mean but we also still are in the woods about like things that are really pressing like what the fuck is going on with Ring of Honor. So I feel like right now it's like AW kind of has a lot of things going on in their basket and they're not really touching a lot of them. Well, two birds with one stone put both AW and ROH on HBO Max. So you want it to be solely on HBO Max? At, at least HBO Max. Like, that should be, like, their central platform because it's Warner. And Warner owes, owns AEW, so that should Aren't be... are you cutting out a lot of the fan base by putting it behind a paywall? I mean, it's already behind a paywall cable. Yes, but most people have cable as like a basic, like they have TV channels. I don't think that the number of people that only have premium subscription services are in the majority. I mean, either way, it's going to be behind a paywall because either you're, you're one of the younger demographics and you don't have cable and you just watch streaming services, or you're in the older demographic and you most likely do have cable um, but you're not subscribed to every streaming service. So either way, there is 
a, a paywall, but I'm not saying you you I'm not saying you take it away from TV and put it on HBO Max. I'm saying you do both. Okay, well that's what I said was do you want it to solely be on HBO Max? No, yeah, you you TV and streaming. Okay. I mean, I, I don't see a problem with that. They need to have, like, a, a library of their episodes. They do. Um, and that was, like, kind of the problem that we had with AEW in the first place, was that we didn't really have any way to know who the fuck anyone was or what the fuck was going on, because there was no way for us to, like, hit a backlog. Yeah. Yeah. So. And they gotta upload the whole Ring of Honor library somewhere. Yep. Which is why I think... Personally, WWE is miles ahead in that market because they have their whole backlog that they I think they're still uploading it to Peacock of like way, way back. And yeah. AEW's just got like three years worth at this point. Like that's not that much. Upload all to a streaming service and you're opening up to a whole different demographic right there. Yeah, and that offers the casual viewer more opportunities to see it, because it's like, imagine you're like, I've always wondered what AEW is about, but I'm busy on Wednesdays and Fridays. Mm-hmm. Shazam. Yeah, and not everyone can record on their DVR or on Sling or something. Um, but... Say Levy, we'll wait to see what Tony Khan has to say in that department. I'm sure sometime soon, because people are wondering what the fuck is happening with Ring of Honor. Uh, in terms of a TV deal. I, I'm just wondering what's happening with Ring of Honor in terms of roster. Like, well, who Tony, the fuck is that? Tony Khan did say it's going to be like their, their development, like their NXT. So okay, well, the- NXT still has a roster. I know. What I was going to say was probably people like Lee Moriarty, Brock Anderson, Lee Johnson, people that are that appear on on Dynamite as like people that just take pins who are still working their way up, but they're signed to the company. Um I have a feeling they they'd be they'd have a good place on Ring of Honor. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that's a great way to get those lesser used people a lot more time um get them reps yeah get them a couple matches in the books yeah um all right so you want to talk about today's episode i do all right so first up on tonight's dynamite we had dax harwood versus cash wheeler yeah, um, and they definitely were not pulling any punches. Uh, basically, they come out together. Separate um, tunnels, though. Yeah, separate tunnels, but like at the same time, and I was like, tag team. Um, eventually... Dax kind of is holding both of Cash's hands while Cash is, or Cash is holding both of Dax's hands while Dax is on his back. Um, Dax politely requests that Cash does not stomp on his head, and Cash absolutely is like, okay, sure, yeah, no problem. And then wrenches his arm, um, all the same. Uh, then after several series of reversals and roll-ups and arm drags, um, we get a thumb into Cash's eye, and Cash gets mad um he shoulder tackles the gut of dax after like shoving dax away multiple times in a very heartbreaking fashion no less um then he chops the hell out of him we get a superplex to cash um during the commercial break we see like three germans to dax until dax turns it on cash gets one german off onto him uh then we start punching each other um we get some jabs to cash a lot of rolls a lot of pinning attempts dax like hit tries to hit the slingshot powerbomb um to cash but cash kind of flips the script hits him with a hurricane rana eventually dax does get the slingshot what it it wasn't supposed to be a power bomb it's supposed to be a slingshot liger bomb um off onto cash cash hits dax with a pile driver cash goes up top but dax dislodges him wants to like kind of go for like a superplex sort of deal 
but Cash slips down, dislodges Dax instead. Dax then um, is nearly, or I don't even know. Um, eventually, Dax counters a top rope belly to back superplex with like a sort of crossbody something or other. Okay, um, yeah. Cash and Dax then go tumbling from the ring. Cash is kind of complaining about an injured knee. Um, and then they get back in the ring and Dax goes for the sharpshooter. And he thinks twice about it because he's like, oh, my friend is hurt. I don't know if I actually want to do this. And then he's like, nah, fuck it. I'm going to do it. I was like, <laughs> fair enough. Um, Cash ends up stopping the second attempt at the sharpshooter, rolls Dax up. However, Dax rolls Cash up in return to win. Yeah, and they they had a lovely embrace after the match. Um, and then they're still... Still best buds. Still husbands. Still drunk uncles. They kissed. It was cute. Yeah. Drunk uncles. Drunkles. Drunkles, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Alright, so after that match, because CM Punk was on commentary the whole time, CM Punk comes off commentary and goes uh, onto the ramp. He says, we're going to walk and talk, and I'm going to keep this short. I've never been in a locker room that is filled with more talent than AEW. Also should mention, the reason this is happening is because um, it was announced that CM Punk will be facing Hangman Adam Page at Double or Nothing for the AEW World T Championship. Um, said, I asked myself, can I do this? Now I stand here and I can say, hell yeah, I can still do this. I'm a fan of Adam Page. Some of you are fans of him too. Not to disparage anyone I've shared a ring with, but from Darby to Dustin, everyone to this point was warming up. I can't promise you a win, but I'll, I promise I'll give 100%. Without you, I don't come back after seven years. Without you, I don't make it to double or nothing. I've never been a gambling man, but I will always bet on myself. Double or nothing, you will know that you've been in a fight with CM Punk. I will continue to fight until the wheels fall off. Then we go backstage with Scorpio Sky and Dan Lambert. Uh, Lambert says, Scorpio doesn't find himself here by a fluke or accident. Scorpio says, I was one half of the first tag team champs and had an undefeated streak and was also TNT champion, only to be screwed out of it in my second defense. Was it his second or his first defense? Second. Second. I believe. Who's the first defense? Wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was his first defense. Oh yeah, it was. His, sorry, it was his first defense. You're right. I don't know. I must have misheard him or something. But um, he says this Philly crowd isn't here for you. They're here to see me beat your ass. There can only be one face of TNT, and you're looking at him. Then we go to the ring for Blackpool Combat Club versus the Factory. Yeah, I'm going to be real honest, guys. This match and the 10-man tag match, not the best notes. Um, I tried my best. Um, we do start with Moxley versus Camarado, but it ends up being solo in. Um, he gets pancaked. Uh, Yuta gets in, he drop kicks. Camarado um, gets hit with a little back body drop. Solo then attacks an intervening Moxley. It doesn't really stop Yuta, though, from German suplexing a legal QT Marshall. Then we have Daniel Bryan versus Solo. Gets some strikes off onto him, some kicks, some chops. Um, he goes up top, drop kicks Solo into quite literally Pittsburgh. Um, then we get a half and half to QT from an intervening Moxley again. Um, and then we get some alternating corners from Daniel Bryan and Moxley to QT and Solo. Um, Danielson hits Solo with a solid dropkick, gets Yuta in against Camarado. Camarado. Sorry, I heard a very weird noise. Camarado um, sends Yuta into a corner, but Yuta avoids a second collision um, with a guillotine on Camarado, counters another attempt at some sort of throw, I believe, with a rear naked choke. And then he ends up getting the pin as Danielson and Moxley hold 
uh, Solo and Marshall back. Um, I think it was just like a, I think they called it a, a an S script on Camarado. I don't know. I, it was weird know. though. It was a very weird move. Yeah. Um, so then we get backstage Britt Baker, Tony Storm, and Jamie Hayter being interviewed by Tony Schiavone. Um, Britt Baker says no physicality, but that means no leaving either because Tony Storm had been leaving every interview at this point, up until this point. Um, Tony says, I'm not going anywhere. Jamie, I'll see you in the first round. Say hello to my friend who also qualified. Ruby Soho walks in. She says, every time someone new shows up, you throw in your proverbial, throw your proverbial around. You always have something to say. Owen Hart said enough is enough, and it's time for a change. Um, Britt Baker said, uh, uh, no physicality, and I have stuff to do. Time to go visit your home sweet home in catering. And then uh, we get an interview with Jurassic Express. Jungle Boy says, I don't want to sound like a sore loser. I know for a fact I could have won that match. I didn't finish him when I had the chance. But then Christian Cage fucking chimes in like he's been actually doing shit with his life. And he says, you don't sound like a sore loser. You sound like a loser. I'm sorry, Christian. Who have you beaten recently? Exactly. Yeah, that's uh, a bit, that was a bit bold. Let, let me... You know what? You know what, Christian? What, what's your name, Christian Cage? More like Christian Age. Uh, let, let me let me check Christian's uh, fucking last win. What was Christian's last win? Let's see. Um, he lost to Adam Cole. He lost the face of the Revolution ladder match. And uh, last thing he won was the qualifying match for the face of the Revolution. So a month ago, over a month ago, was his last win. Um, which isn't too bad, but every other win since the uh, last singles win that he had besides that was September of 2021 when he defended the Impact title against Ace Austin. Every other match. He's needed Jurassic Express. Hmm. Funny, Christian. Anyway. Um, Powerhouse Hobbs. Oh, no. Uh, Christian then says, It was a teachable moment, and it'll never happen again. I'm throwing out a challenge to any top five team. Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks walk in, and Ricky says, This is what I'm issuing right now. Any time, any place. How much you want to bet? Jurassic Express are going to lose those titles to Hobbs and Ricky. And then they have no one to blame but Christian. I wouldn't mind that because, um, just like a lot of people, I'm fucking sick of Christian. I am too. The dude doesn't do shit nowadays. He just he doesn't, And he talks a lot of shit too. It's like... yeah. Anyways. Um, so then we had Lance Archer versus Wardlow in a fucking hoss match. Oh my god, was it a hoss match? Um Yeah, Lance just goes fucking flying into Wardlow's Wardlow's getting his handcuffs uncuffed. Um however back in the ring we get a I believe a flying head scissors to Lance, and then some hammer fists. Um Lance goes for the choke slam on Wardlow, but Wardlow manages to release the grip. Um, they start exchanging blows. Lance gets some clubbing blows onto Wardlow. He goes rope walking. Moonsaults onto Wardlow. Um, he then choke slams him, hits him with the blackout, but Wardlow turns the pin around onto Lance. Um, he then goes for the blackout another time. Wardlow fights back, and eventually he power bombs Lance multiple, multiple times. Yeah, and you know they think uh, Wardlow's a big deal when Lance Archer is jobbing out to him. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that, though. <laughs> like, they have big plans for Wardlow. He's yeah, beating the shit out of Scorpio Sky. Yeah. 
Oh man, like that's not even, or or he beats Samoa Joe. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, would it be Joe or would it be Gresham? I don't know. Because I feel like he's not beating Paige. He's not. It, it would be weird having him beat Scorpio, although not entirely. It's just weird that he, Scorpio's kind of a face now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And it could be either Scorpio or Joe. Gresham's kind of unlikely. At this point, I don't know what Tony Khan's plan is for the Ring of Honor title. Yeah, I don't know what his plan is for anything Ring of Honor related. Doesn't seem like anyone could go toe-to-toe with Gresham. That would be in Tony Khan's vision of Ring of Honor. Yeah. Gresham doesn't seem like uh, someone to lose to developmental. Yeah. Um... But we'll see. Maybe maybe he loses it to like uh like we do we do the New Japan crossover, he loses it to like I don't know, uh Hiromu Takahashi. Oh no, he loses it to Ishii. And then Ishii can lose it to like uh uh fucking uh who's a who's a developmental in AEW. Um he loses it to Lee Moriarty. Or um, or hook. That could be a bit believable. Yeah, maybe. Maybe instead of Ishii, someone like uh, Taichi. That could be more believable. Not about that. You think Taichi is less believable than Ishii, for for someone uh, to lose to? I mean, it depends on who. On the context, but I mean, it, I'm just saying because Chi just had a something resembling a trophy. I, I'm just saying Ishii is less believable because he's like, he's considered like a legend. That's like, it's like the same level as Suzuki, kind of. I know Suzuki just lost the title to Samoa Joe, but Joe is kind of also a legend. But anyway, we're we're getting way off track. We are. Um, next, we had the Jericho Appreciation Society meeting with Eddie Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz. I didn't take notes on the first half of this. Did you take anything on on the first half? No, I didn't know I was supposed to be taking notes. I you weren't supposed to. I was just asking if you did. Um. So uh, let me try and remember this. Um. So Eddie, Santana, and Ortiz walk out. Ortiz has Angela's shoes still wrapped around him. Um, uh, that, that's really all I remember. They, they get in each other's faces. But at one point, Eddie wants to fight. He, he gets in Jericho's face. Um, and he's like, I don't care if it's a three-on-five. Th- this is the thing. He says, I don't care if it's a three-on-five. I'll fight you right now. And then Jericho says... It's five on three, and these stupid sons of bitches aren't smart enough to realize it. He just said, he he acknowledged that it's he's outnumbered. He just doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Um. So, Jericho then says, the JAS is putting a hit on all your asses. And then... Eddie says, do you know what a hit means? When you say a hit in my world, you end things. You're going to listen to me now. Uh, Jericho says, what are you going to do? Hit me and have Tony Khan fire you? So stand there, shut your mouth, and do what you're told, bitch. Eddie says, I'm not going to hit you. Look into my eyes. I can smell the fear coming off you. When you say a hit in our world, you better be prepared to put someone in the ground. We've done it before, and we're ready to put you in the ground, too. I like the different dichotomy here, because you've got JAS, uh, which is like very sports entertainment. 
And then you have Eddie, Santana, and Ortiz, who are very, you know, real. And it's it's that contrast between them. Eddie's there to bring sports entertainers back to reality. Um, then we have a video package for Scorpio Sky and Sammy Guevara, which is happening later. Then we have Serena D versus Karashita in a Philly street fight. Yes. Um, so Sheeta immediately gets the ground and pound on Deeb. Um, we get a chair out. Um, Deeb avoids Sheeta jumping off that chair onto her. Um, when Sheeta goes for the knee drop off of the apron, Deeb uses a chair to block. And then Sheeta sends Deeb face first into a chair. Um, However, talcum powder appears and is thrown into the face of Shida before Deeb begins raining down blows upon Hikaru. Hikaru, back by drops, Deeb gets a candlestick, starts blindly swinging. And then we get a drop kick ringside um, and some kendos to Deeb. Um, Hikaru ends up getting the falcon arrow off onto Deeb, uh, but then we get a thumb to Shida's eye and Deeb hits the detox on the chair. It's not enough for a pin, but. Um, out of frustration, she then slams the knee of Sheeta into the chair multiple times, puts her in the single leg crab for Deeb to win. Yeah. Yeah, not shocking. Since Deeb was in the... was ranked number one, I didn't think they would knock her down, especially since Sheeta was not in the top five. Um, so then we had an interview with MJF. Uh, he says, I got a plan. The reason I am calm is because I have a plan, and it's a damn good one. He makes a call. He says, hey, big man, how would you feel about making six figures for one match? Wardlow, next week, you're going up against a man that's smarter, stronger, and taller than him. Tall, he said taller than him, but he was kind of talking, talking to Wardlow right. through the camera. And he says... And you can't teach that. And Big Cass, when he was in WWE, his whole thing is he's seven foot tall and you can't teach that. So, fucking awesome that W. Morrissey is coming to AEW at least for a little bit. Mm -hmm. The dude has brought so much to Impact. And he is insanely talented. Um... Then we get House of Black. We see, uh, before we even see House of Black, Fuego is laid out on the ramp. They're about to unmask him. But we hear Alex Abrahantes, and we see him, uh, kind of his cloak and his shovel in the ring. And he says, don't you know it's sacrilegious to, sacrilege for removing a mask? You're going to get burnt. For the life of me, how have you figured out, how, how, for the life of me, how haven't you figured out the reason I've been dressed like this is because we're waiting to blindside you. Penta comes out. Penta Oscuro. But he's, he's acting like normal Penta. Pac then comes out. Um, and then Alex Abrahantes comes out. And he says, now we know why you like to hide in the shadows. You're not very bright. And then Phoenix reveals himself by taking off the cloak in the ring. Um, and, he, and he fights Buddy Murphy. And then a whole brawl ensues. And that six-man match is going to be sick. Um, we then get Swerve and Darby backstage. Um, Swerve said, I consider us rivals, and we've beat the hell out of each other. You've grown up, Darby. But we're going to turn Rampage into Swerve's house again. Darby says, You can't just keep coming into companies claiming it's your house. AEW is Darby's house. I'm going to show you why this tournament is Darby's tournament. And I think that's, yeah, that's happening this Rampage. So this coming Friday. Right um, on. Then we get Undisputed Elite versus Brock Anderson, Lee Johnson, Varsity Blondes, and Dante Martin. Yeah, and this is another place where I just had trouble taking notes because it was just a lot going on. It, it wasn't a very eventful match anyway. No. 
Um, after I decided that was too much to focus on, we got Lee crossbodying the Young Bucks. Bobby hits an exploder suplex onto Brock, and then Dante hits a springboard something or other onto Bobby. Uh, some super kicks to Lee help Kyle. And then Brian Pillman Jr. appears, and Bobby kicks him before Kyle just disposes of uh, Pillman. And then all of the men are arguing because the whole point is that they really can't get along, but like I guess like together they are talented enough. Because then Nick takes out Pillman Jr., hits a leg drop to the neck of Lee Johnson in the ring, and then moonsaults out onto the Varsity Blondes. Um, Matt kicks two people. Um, Nick then flies out onto Brock and Lee. I think those are the two people. Um, and then we get a BT trigger to Lee and um, Adam Cole hits the boom to win. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we go backstage to the weirdest fucking thing. So <laughs> Matt Menard is uh, with the camera and uh, he, he takes the camera back and shows Santana and Ortiz are laid out and uh, they're holding down Eddie. And Jericho, I don't know what he fucking did, but he just threw fire at Eddie's face. Like, he... he no, used... it wasn't Jericho. No, it that was, was Jericho. That was Menard. No, it was Matt. I, I watched the clip again. I could have sworn it was, it was Jericho that did it. I it was Matt. I mean, is, is Matt Magic... Or, uh, is Matt Menard Magic Daddy or whatever? Yeah. Daddy Magic or something like that. Daddy Magic? Yeah. Um, Let's see, I wonder if All Elite Wrestling posted it. Oh yeah, okay, I'm watching it now. Um, no, no, it's Jericho. Really? What the fuck? Yeah, it was weird. That makes it weirder. He, like, he lights something on fire and then throws it in Eddie's face. Like, he used also, a level 5 uh, fire spell. Daniel Garcia tweeted, his eyebrows so nice for what? <laughs> you know what? I also get fixated on things sometimes, Daniel. I think Daniel Garcia just wants to kiss Eddie. And you know what? Fine. Sure, good for him. <laughs> Daniel Garcia is somebody that I could see beating Gresham for the Ring of Honor title. Yeah. Yeah. I could too. Jake Hager. <laughs> um anyway okay. we, we have a video package for trent versus samoa joe because it was announced i think for rampage that trent beretta and samoa joe uh are fighting for the ring of honor tv title um and the whole thing is that trent has a long history with ring of honor so that's why this is happening um then, finally, Sammy Guevara versus Scorpio Sky for the TNT Championship. Yes. Scorpio immediately just takes Sammy down. He gets a ladder, hits Sammy with it. Um, then uh, Sammy gets up, hits Scorpio with a German suplex up the ramp. Um, he goes up a ladder. Uh, Scorpio pulls him right back down. Sammy then catapults Scorpio into that ladder, and Scorpio, instead of getting thrown into the ladder, scurries up the ladder instead only for Sammy to pull him off, um, sending him back first into the map. Um, and then we get like a 450 splash onto Scorpio, but more like onto the map because uh, he doesn't really land on Scorpio. Yeah. Um, and by 450 splash, I mean off of the top of a ladder because Sammy Guevara does that thing that Sammy Guevara does where he knows he's about to do something that's actually fucking stupid and goes, it's like, yeah, yeah, that's the last thing you're ever going to do. Except this didn't pan out. Um, he just fell straight on his back. Scorpio tried to catch him, but didn't work. Yeah. Um, anyways. Um, then Scorpio ends up countering a cutter with another cutter off the ladders. Um, Sammy hits a standing Spanish fly onto a barbed wire ladder. Then, um, as Sky kind of gets his shit together, Ty hits him with a low blow, and then Paige Van Zant comes in, and, uh, Paige beats up Ty while Sky beats up Sammy, and then Sammy and Ty kind of get a one-up on both of them. Um, 
Scorpio ends up going up top, but Ty climbs on his back. Sammy starts going up top. Paige Van Zandt climbs up on his back. Um, and then Paige and Ty kick each other in the head once they like dismount their respective man, um, which sounds horrible. My bad. Um, but they kick each other in the head and like they're kind of not factors anymore. Sammy then starts beating up Sky. Sky, while they're at the top of the ladder, Sky bites Sammy's finger. Scorpio gets sent to the ground. <laughs> um, but he gets back up. He sends Sammy into a barbed wire ladder that is now resting against the uh, ropes. Sammy then basically no-sells that in the sense that, like, five seconds later, he jumps up the ladder that Scorpio turns for whatever reason. Um, but Sky just sends him back down and gets his belt back. Yeah, they should have ended it on the barbed wire spot. Yeah. It was so goofy. Yeah. But good for Scorpio. Hopefully he has a much longer reign. Um, I he saw... deserves it. Yeah, he does. Uh, I saw discussion saying that maybe the reason Sammy won the title back was because they saw the reception Sammy was getting, so they turned him heel, had him win the title, so that they could turn Scorpio face, put him over with the crowd, and uh, now he's a face run with that belt. Yeah, I can see that. It would definitely, it it, it definitely worked. Scorpio is over as hell. Um, now the trick is getting Dan Lambert over. Yeah, well. Or, oh well, yeah, because I don't see Scorpio separating from Dan Lambert anytime soon. But, I mean, keep mixing Dan Lambert up with people like Sammy. And he will get over as long as he stops using misogynistic lines. Is he capable of that, though? It doesn't seem like it. No, it doesn't. But here's what they could do. Have a little feud. The, the next feud for uh, Scorpio could be against the factory. Have Nick Camarado be the next person to challenge Scorpio. QT and Dan Lambert get in the thing. That could be a way to put uh, Lambert over. Because QT gets some heat. Um... I feel like it's possible that way. I think that's fair. Unless there's a, another manager that that gets a lot more heat. Maybe uh, mm -hmm. maybe Jericho. But uh, Jericho and Lambert already had a thing. Yeah. Uh, it's like an impossible task getting Lambert over. It's Lambert has to want to get over first. Yeah. All right, you want to talk about the best of the night tonight? I'll talk about the best of the night. Before we get to the best of the night, though, if you have a question for our Q&A, leave it in the chat now, and we'll get to it after the best of the night. If you're, listening, if you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment, we'll get to it in the next one. If you're listening on Spotify, join us at twitch.tv forward slash pinfall podcast, uh, or watch us at YouTube, on YouTube, pinfall podcast, um, and, and, yeah. Talk to us there, chat with us live, whatever. Um, Try not to make your question too difficult because I've got a pack. <laughs> uh, but before we get to the best of the night, let's give a quick update on the top 10 wrestlers in pro wrestling for this week since we're not here tomorrow. Um, so, number 10, this is all in kayfabe, by the way, wins, losses, all that bullshit. Uh, number 10... The Ring of Honor World Champion and Progress World Champion, Jonathan Gresham. Number nine, Hiromu Takahashi from New Japan. Number eight, from Dragon Gate, Naruki Doi. Number seven, the SmackDown Women's Champion, Charlotte Flair. Number six, the um, from New Japan Pro Wrestling, Shingo Takagi. Um, number... Five, the IWGP half of the IWGP Tag Team Champions, Great Okan. Number four, um, from Dragon Gate, Yuki Yoshioka. Uh, number three, also from Dragon Gate, Dragon Dia. Number two, also from Dragon Gate, Kota Minora. Number one, also from Dragon Gate, Kaito Ishida. All from Dragon Damn. Gate. All right, 
and bests of the night. So promo of the night. What if we just gave it to to fucking the fireball? <laughs> sure, why not? I mean, although real talk though, Jericho Appreciation Society, their whole thing was actually pretty good. Their meeting with with Eddie Santana and Ortiz. Okay. There was also the House of Black and and Death Triangle, but that's just for Phoenix's reveal. Yeah. So you want to do JAS? Sure. Okay. All right, let's talk about Wrestler of the Night now. Uh, I'm going to give you three options. Ready? Ready. Scorpio Sky, Cash Wheeler, or Dax Harwood? Daxy. I 100% I agree with you. All right, and lastly, let's talk about Match of the Night. As always, you go from the worst match to the best match of the night, and we'll talk about which one is the match of the night. And I don't think there's any contest tonight. So first up, with a 4 out of 10, Undisputed Elite versus various undercarders. Next, with a 5 out of 10, Blackpool Combat Club versus The Factory. Next, 6 out of 10, Scorpio Sky versus Sammy Guevara. Um, the whole bit with Ty and Paige kind of ruined the match for me, in my opinion. It was pretty lame. Uh, next up, 6 out of 10, Serena D versus Karashita. Very underwhelming Philly street fight. Yeah. No tables. Yeah, no tables. Uh, another 6 out of 10, Lance Archer versus Wardlow. Um... And then finally, my pick for match of the night, Dax Harwood versus Cash Wheeler, 9 out of 10. Incredible match. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, you want to answer some questions? Sure. So, let's start with the discussion. A little point that Milam asked us on Twitter, um, which I think we can answer pretty concisely. He said, I might be in the minority here, but Blackpool Combat Club, something I was super hyped about happening, isn't landing for me, mainly because Dan Danielson was on an anti-AEW streak prior that was really intriguing, but since has seemingly been dropped and minor detail, but if they're going to be a club, they should all come out together. I guess I don't have a question here, but if you want to react to that. Um, I agree, actually. I think it doesn't really work for me. I think we're just in the phase of they need to like get jobber wins so that we can see that they they wreck house together, especially with Yuta. Um, I just don't think that they want to get rid of Moxley's is it, walk out. Yeah, I yeah I do think they they should be coming out together one hundred percent. Yeah. Um, it feels disjointed as it is and they should all be coming out to uh yuda's walkout but well yeah because yuda's is literally like it's themed. themed yeah um i don't know if that'll happen because they can't get rid of wild thing i know they already pay so much money for it yeah no i know or but... they should come out to danielson's theme or you know what? They're in a club. Why don't they all just enter through the crowd with Mox? Get the pop. Keep a wild thing. They all just come through the crowd together. I don't know. Maybe because... But... Well, Regal can come in through the tunnel. If they're worried about COVID. Yeah, I and I mean, Regal's always going to a different location anyway, so... Yeah. Um... But I, I definitely think that once they get into an actual substantial feud, they'll start landing for a lot of people. Um, Alright, so Miriam has a question. Who do you want to win in Diana Peraza versus Mercedes Martinez? Uh, 
I kind of want Diana to win, but I don't think she will. Yeah, it's 100% going to be Mercedes, but I really want Diana to win. She deserves to to be champion. I mean, with her killer impact, impact championship, her title run was insane. She deserves another one at Ring of Honor. I'm just happy she's going to be on AEW in general. She's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm excited for the match, um, but I do think that they're going to... I mean, that's a title match, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I think that they're going to take the title off of um, Deanna because I know that Deanna said that they really had not spoken at all um, about future plans for her. So. Yeah. Which, it sucks that she's not going to be on AEW and on a bigger stage. Yeah. But she's going to remain with Impact, and she is crucial to that that roster. She is. She is. Um, especially considering she is somebody who has not had an Impact title in quite some time now, and still feels like an Impact champion. Yeah, and she could she could uh, challenge Tasha since she hasn't feuded with Tasha yet. Yeah, it's true. Um. And they keep bringing new women to the roster, so there's going to be a lot of reason for Deanna to stay there. Yeah. Maybe they yeah. have Deanna and Chelsea be a tag team, like they were in NXT. Or we're going to be. That could be something. Yeah. There's something there. Yeah. Alright, that's all the questions we have. Liz, would you like to close out the show? I would. Um, if anybody knows how to pack a suitcase, LMK, um, please tune in when we come back for our grand return, which will be next Wednesday. Um, Week from today. Consider this. Yeah, this is our little our little breaky poo. Um, and then we'll come back Wednesday, and I'll be tired. And I will do it because I love you all. <laughs> Thank you all so much for watching. Follow and subscribe. All of our stuff, YouTube, Twitter, Spotify, and Twitch are all the Pinfall Podcast. I'm at the Mark Cameron. Liz is at Eliza Elaine23. And we'll see you all in a week for AW Dynamite once again. We'll see who will be the undisputed Ring of Honor Women's Champion. Yeah, Miriam. Spring Break. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> spring Breakers. All right. Have a great week. Have a great weekend. We'll see you in a week.